Psalm 37 is where we will start today. Psalm 37. Probably look at Genesis 50 along the way. Maybe Titus 1. And who knows where else. Psalm 37. I'm going to address just the believer today, but also Mag Church today, somewhere along the way. That song, We Didn't Conspire or Coordinate, but that song goes along with what I want to tell you, that even when he's not, you can't feel it, he's working. When you can't see it, he's working. Somebody here today is probably in a hard place, in a desperate situation. Sometimes it's overtly desperate. Things are coming against you in a very real way. Sometimes it's covertly desperate whenever you just feel like you're in isolated in the aloneness of your thoughts and the distance of your feelings. You, feel, you can be in a room of a thousand and feel alone. You ever been there? Sure. Might even, much to your surprise and maybe chagrin, may even challenge a few things we've been taught for a while. I know you'll be shocked at that. Because somewhere along the way, there was a doctrine that caught on that if, if you had trouble in your life, that, that God's blessings didn't rest on you. That the mark of God's blessing was, was a carefree, prosperous, quote-unquote, Existence where, where people didn't get sick, where people don't get in fights, where, where people don't betray, and, and where, where, where money comes whenever you need it, and that life is never hard, that that was a mark of the blessing of God. I don't know that that's true at all. I don't think it's scriptural at all. I read, I read in, in, in Psalm 34, in fact, that where it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Somebody needs to know that in their dark and hard season that he's working. And you know what? He's working. If you're his, are you his? If you're his, then he's working all things. Somebody say all. If you're not his, this, this verse is not for you. If you're not his, this verse doesn't, you don't get to, you don't get to, you can't be estranged from God and claim the promises of God at the same time. It's not possible. So you can't, so you cannot be estranged from God and this be your verse. But if you're his, then you can know that he makes, he causes, he makes all things, somebody say all things, work together for your good. That was weak. That was weak. That was weak. If you're his, you have a promise that says all things work together for your good. Amen. To those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. That means the things I don't like work for my good. The things that I don't understand work for my good. The things that I cause. Hello, somebody. 
Some people said, somebody said, everything happens for a reason. I agree. Most, a lot of the times it's because you were dumb and made a stupid decision. And that's the reason. It wasn't the devil. Devil didn't make you do it. Devil didn't do it. You did. And everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you've done a dumb thing and now you get the consequences. But I read where all things, if you're his, if you're his, if you're his, he will cause all things to work together for your good. To those who, the, here's, the, here's the qualifier, I told you. To those who, what, love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Lord delivers them from them all. Psalm 37, 23. Psalm 37, 23. Somebody needs to hear it. The steps of a good man. Oh, I just hate that you have to say these things nowadays because people are going stupid. You're not supposed to say stupid. Somebody give me a better word. Uh, that, that one, just, that'll just have to do. The steps of a good man, it's talking about mankind. It's not a misogynistic verse that excludes women. You're a part of mankind. The steps of a good man, a righteous man, King James says, are ordered of the Lord. And he delights in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, who? The good man. God doesn't fall. God's never even stumbled. He's never even tripped. He's never lost his balance. He's never, he's never woke up disoriented in the fog of sleep because the God that watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. <laughs> Though he fall, that's me, that's you. He shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him. Who? The good man, the righteous man. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I've got to read verse 25 just because I like it. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. When you're his through all of your babbling and stumbling and, and, and victories and defeats, when you're walking with him through all of it, when your life is submitted to him, when you submit yourself to God, resist the devil. The Bible says he has to flee. And I can tell you that God is working in your life even when you can't see it, even when you can't feel it. Joseph, back all the way back in Genesis, 
this Joseph that you know about that had the coat of many colors. He was his daddy's favorite. And the Bible makes it clear that he was. And he had this, he had this coat that his dad had made for him and gave to him. That Every time he wore it, said to his brothers, I'm my daddy's favorite. That I have high favor with our father. It was a testimony in their face every time they saw it. No doubt about it. If you know anything about Joseph, you know that God gave him dreams. Who gave him dreams? God gave him dreams. They were God's dreams, and they were intended for his lifetime, and they were right. Had one dream in particular where he saw his brother's sheaves bowing down to his sheaves. And I don't know, but Joseph probably might not should have shared that as gleefully as he might have to his brothers because he had the, he had the, the, the favor of his father. He had the favor of God. God was speaking to him. And it was God. And it was right. And I, but let me tell you something, Matt, before I go any further, I need you to understand that the dream came before the pit. Why is that important? Because it tells me that God knew the outcome at the outset. God knew the outcome at the outset. Before it ever happened, God, before anything went wrong, hey, it's pretty right when, daddy, when, you, when your dad's got houses and land and livestock and, and all these boys to take care of it and you're his favorite. Hey, that's not a bad position. And your clothes are better than their clothes. You know, the Bible doesn't really record any failure of Joseph. I, Joseph had them because he's not Jesus. And I don't know, maybe walking out to his brothers, and I, don't, I, I do read creatively. I don't really know if Joseph went out and said, look at mine. I know you've been over to the tractor supply and got your work clothes for the farm, but Daddy went over, Daddy went over to Nordstrom's and picked this up for me. What y'all think? I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I had Nordstrom's. May have been Sachs. I, I don't know if he went with the attitude that said, "Boy, I had a dream last night from God. Let me tell you guys, y'all gonna be working for me someday." Just so you know, you're going to be working for me. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say, but it doesn't record any failure on Joseph's part unless it came in that little swat of going to see his brothers and might have been a little pride involved in that. I'm not sure. But this is what I do know, that God knew the outcome before he knew the, 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 from, he knew the outcome from the outset. When Joseph went to his brothers, and they didn't take too kindly to his dreams from God. I'm talking about, because see, people think whenever that life gets hard and things begin to happen that put them in hell, 
And all their friends, like Job had, begins to come and want to know what's going on in their life, that something's gone wrong, that we have been conditioned and taught to, uh, to believe and maybe assume that when people have trouble and problems, that they've left the will of God. And I can't find where Joseph was ever outside of the will of God in this word. But I can tell you, many are the afflictions of the righteous. And the Lord delivers them from them all. I saw times when Paul went, would go places and the Holy Spirit would say, go there because he, but no one will harm you. They're going to, they would love to kill you, but nobody's going to be able to touch you. That happened. Other places he, he would say, I'm going here and I know that nothing but chains await me. He told the Philippian church, he said, I've, I've been warm and I've been cold. He said, I've had all I needed to eat. I've had nothing to eat. And he said, in all this, I've learned to be content. That's in there. I mean, when I, when I don't have a place to lay down, when I'm cold, he's writing from prison. He's writing from a hole in the ground to the Philippian church. And he said, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, to be content. In prison, in the center of God's will, how can this be? I'm talking, to, I'm talking to, I want somebody to know that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. I'm not telling you to go out looking for trouble. These men were not looking for trouble. I'm telling you that when you live in a fallen world and you're working in the will of God, that trouble finds you sometimes. Maybe oft times. In fact, I, I, can, I can build doctrine better on the fact that whenever you're in the center of wills God, or, 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 when you're in the center of God's will, that you may have more, you may have more adversity than you do peace. That's right. That's right. Jesus said crazy things like, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. You see, he's the prince of peace. How can that be? He said, his, and his kingdom has not been established forever either yet. His, his, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's the Prince of Peace, but we're not in the, we're not in the kingdom age. Hello? Doesn't matter what they tell you from Redding, California. We're still not in the kingdom age. I didn't mean to say that. It slipped. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear me. By the way, I, I'll slip every once in a while and say things like that. But see, I've came to the place that I don't care. That when it's false doctrine and it's bad and it's bad scripture and whenever it's leading people astray and it's destroying lives, I've just come to the point that I'm going to say what the word says and agree with the word. If you don't agree with the word, that's on you. But I'm not going to not agree with the word to protect some hoodlum that likes to make a lot of money fleecing the flock. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. I've had I'll even go and say I've had people leave here. That's I'm sorry that they left, but they didn't leave because I attacked them. They didn't leave because I said anything false. They, they, they left because I kicked their idol over, if you want to know the truth. I don't mean anybody any harm. I mean, I'm telling you that I come to tell you that the steps of a righteous man are ordered to the Lord. I, and I don't, I've, I've come to the place I'm not particular about who it is. If, they, if what they teach and preach doesn't line up with the Word of God, you got, something's got to be said. The cost is too high to keep your mouth shut. So Joseph has these dreams, and, and they're going to bow down before him. And when he goes out and tells them, they, they had a celebration and couldn't wait to, for their brother to rule. That's not true. They conspired to kill him. 
they conspired to kill him. In the, right in the center of God's will, his own brothers conspired to kill him. One of them has a little sympathy. No, this is, this is a man with friends like this and family like this. You know, let's not kill him. Let's, let's sell him to, let's sell him. Let's sell him into slavery. Let's, let's sell him to the, to the traitors. Let's sell him. And that's what they did. Somewhere along the way, they, 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 they put him in a pit, and they were going to come back and get him and sell him. And somewhere along the way, somebody found him. And in the meantime, they took that coat and took his coat and dipped it in animal blood and took it back to, the, to, the, to, their, to their father and said that Joseph is dead. And he goes into mourning all this time because he had some facts. He had some facts. The facts, the facts appeared that he had a bloody coat, and, and Joseph is not there. So the facts appear that Joseph is dead. But the truth was that Joseph was in the center of God's will. In a pit, dug by his brothers, sold into slavery. He finds himself everywhere he goes. He See, the favor of God rises to the top. Even brought him to a house of the ruler, brought him to Potiphar's house, brought him out of the pit, brought him to Potiphar's. Joseph was fine. Bible says so. Bible says he was fine. He was good looking. He was, whoo. That's what it says. Now, KJV says it a different way, but the JRV will tell you he was fine. And Sister Potiphar thought he was fine. And Sister Potiphar thought he was so fine that, that Potiphar wasn't so appealing anymore. And she's like, well, since you're here, and then Joseph's like, no. Again, he's right. The compromise would have just been to sleep with Sister Potiphar. Hello? I'm talking about the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The, 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 he rises into favor again. The, the compromise would have just been to sleep with Sister Potiphar. But he didn't want to sleep with Sister Potiphar. Because why? Because he's a righteous man. So he, he rebuffs her, her advances. And in his haste to leave, she grabs his coat. And she has his coat. And when he gets home, when Brother Potiphar gets home, Sister Potiphar says, look, Joseph tried to rape me today. I've got his clothes to prove it. Right in the center of God's will, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I still find Joseph right in God's will, don't you? Go read it. He's still right in the middle of God's will. Things are going from bad to worse. Because now, now he not only, he's, he's come, his brothers have forsaken him. They wanted to kill him. They said, no, I sell him. And let's put him in a pit. And they come and find him in the pit. And then he goes to, the, to, to, the, to Potiphar's house. And now he's been falsely accused. Jesus said things like, blessed are they when they persecute you and lie on you for my sake. He, he, didn't say, well, he, didn't say, he didn't say you were out of his will. He said you were blessed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody make sense of that. Hello? I'm preaching to somebody. Right now, in this house, I, somebody needs to know. You try to buy a lie of the enemy that says you're going through some stuff, so there must be something. Isn't it funny how the enemy will try to put into your life, there must be something hidden in your life, and you're like, it's my life. I think I would know. Hello? Well, he's in, now he's in prison. And he finds a baker and a butler there. 
And in the meantime, the king, Pharaoh, starts having dreams. Remember those dreams? And he was concerned. Pharaoh knew that it was, it was dreams. He knew, he knew these dreams were real dreams. These were spiritual dreams. He knew they, he needed an interpreter. And nobody could interpret the dreams. And, and they, they knew a guy back in the, let's see, the, 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 the butler and the baker, they knew he could interpret these dreams. And when they find a little favor, he says, well, will you, will you, will you remember me when you go to Pharaoh? They said, yeah, they didn't. That's when your friends, that's when your friends don't come through for you. you found, I mean, he, had, he found some friends in prison. His friends, didn't, his friends didn't come through for him. They were like, they got out and they're like, yeah, we'll tell him. They're like, oh. I'm out of there. Shoot. I ain't saying nothing about the prison. I ain't, I, I ain't bringing it up. Y'all, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Because sometimes doing the right thing requires you to bring it up. Oh, I'm preaching to JR right now. Sometimes doing the right thing requires you to bring it up. Hmm. Sometimes you don't want to bring it up because what's going to bring? Hey, you know, sometimes when you bring it up, it brings things with it. Hello? Hello? But it's still right. Well, somewhere along the way, the, the Pharaoh has a few dreams. Remember, I, I, I saw seven fat cows and seven skinny cows, and they come out and ate the fat cows, and it sounded like Pharaoh ought to quit eating Little Caesars late at night. <laughs> but it was from God. He saw great harvest and no harvest. And they said, what does it mean? And Joseph comes out and tells the Pharaoh, this is what's going to happen. Egypt is going to have seven bountiful years of harvest. Start building barns and, and storage bins now. Start, it's going to be so great you we need to build as fast as we can build to accommodate what's coming because after that, it's going to be seven years of famine and you're going to need it. From prison. Hey, did, I re, did I tell you he came out of the prison? And when he came out of the prison to the palace that he was still hearing from God? And telling a backslidden heathen king what, how to save a nation. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. Do I pray that God doesn't lead my steps through the prison? You better know I do. I don't want, no, I don't want to be walking. I don't. Who wants to go to prison? Who wants to go to a pit? Who wants to be falsely accused? Who wants any of that stuff? But even when you can't see it, he's working. His brothers had no idea that their scheme was part of God's providence. His brothers had no idea that, that what they'd what they done to him to get rid of him so they could raise their own stature. That was to raise their own stature. They didn't like that he was daddy's favorite. And they didn't like that God gave him dreams. It was, it was for their own benefit that they wanted rid of Joseph. They had no idea that when they put him in a pit, they saved their own lives. They had no idea. Think of it. When they tried to kill him, when they put him in a pit, when, when Potiphar's wife falsely accused him, when the butler and the baker forgot him, all the way his steps were 
ordered. Everywhere he went, he was right where he needed to be to for God's plan to play out. Every step Joseph took from the pit through the through Potiphar's house to the to the dungeon to the palace, every step when they tried to kill him, they didn't know that they were saving their own lives. This king, this Pharaoh knew. When he heard Joseph's interpretation that it was right, and he listened to him. And he put Joseph second in command over all of Egypt. And he oversaw all the building, all the harvest. And it was abundance. And then the famine came. And when the famine came, the brothers realized they were going to run out of food. When the famine came, daddy sent them to Egypt to see if they could find food. When they come stood before their brother, they didn't even know who he was. But he knew them. Listen to me. They didn't know who he was. But he knew them. He could have had them killed on the spot. He could have taken his mark. He could have took his revenge. They say, he said, yeah, we'll feed you. He said, but leave this young boy here. You can go back. What was his name? What was that young boy? Benjamin. Leave Benjamin here with me. Leave that young boy here. So they, they go back to Isaac and said, well, we got good news and bad news. The good news is, is they got food. The bad news is they kept Benjamin. Hello? Oh, you say, oh, there was, where, there was where Joseph was making, I'm telling you, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. They say, oh, this is where Benjamin or where Joseph's taking his revenge. No, no, no. They tell Isaac, and he, he says, Joseph is gone, and Benjamin is gone. What's left for this old man? Joseph didn't want Benjamin. Joseph wanted to see his daddy. <laughs> Joseph wanted to see his family. Joseph knew if he had Benjamin that they'd come back. All had been lost. They hadn't seen him in years. And the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And the famine hits, and it's as bad as they say it'll be. But they've heard, but Joseph had heard from God along the way. And out of a pit to the palace, to the second in command of the, of the, the most powerful nation in the world, in obedience to God, they laid up during the, during the good times, and when the bad times came, there was enough for the nation of Egypt and the surrounding area to survive the famine. Joseph was a powerful man. It was a rough ride. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. Churches go through seasons. We've been through many. See, I've been here four years, and we went through season after season in four years. Do you know that? Some of you have been here. Some of you just now got here. Some of you got here as quick as you could. Some of you have been here, left, and came back. There's, some, be, there's always some. That's okay, too. We like that. Just keep driving the bus. That's what a preacher up in North Louisiana told me. I said, I said something about it. Somebody left. He said, just keep driving the bus. Yeah. 
said, when you drive a bus, I said, you open the door, you stop and open the door, people get on. You go to the next stop, some people get off. You go to the next stop, some of the people that got off get back on. Just keep driving the bus. Just keep driving the bus. <laughs> you know, I, I've been, some of the season lately, it's been a little hard. I don't, you don't even know how hard seasons can be. Sometimes it's harder on the pastor than it is the people. Sometimes it's the other way around. But, you know, I don't know if you noticed, Maggie's been on an upward trajectory for four years. A little ebb, a little flow, most, I mean, mostly flow, but some ebb. And I, I remind you every once in a while, when I look around and see empty seats, I see, I see people that hadn't heard the gospel. I don't, see, I don't see black chairs. I see people who haven't heard the gospel. And I didn't come to come after you. I'm just telling you that, Mag has got, uh, that there's good times and bad times. When I got here, it was a bad time. I'm not har harping on anybody, not going after anybody. It was a bad time. It was just as bad of a time as a church can go through and survive and shouldn't have survived. That's just the truth. That's not, that's not personal. That's not ugly. That's just true. It was a terrible time for a church to go through. And I was a fool for coming here. I'm telling you, by all things natural, I was a fool for coming here. I'm not being ugly. I'm telling you, I got friends that will testify today that they didn't have the guts to call me. Those jokers didn't have the guts to call me. They said, we were laughing at you. We said, oh, he might as well get rent that U-Haul twice. Book it now and go ahead and book it for about nine months from now because you're going to need it both times. But the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. We've had some tears and sorrow. <laughs> Somebody ought to write that down. We've had questions for tomorrow. <laughs> There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. <laughs> that sounds like a good song. But in my darkest hour, <laughs> yes. The steps of... Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them from them all. Church, we're, we're in a place now. I was reading, I was reading that Paul wrote to Titus. Y'all know Titus? That was his other son, spiritual son from Timothy. He told Timothy, uh, read it. He said in verse, about verse 4 of Titus of chapter 1, he said, I'm sending you to Crete. <laughs> Y'all don't, don't even know about Crete, about Cretans. <laughs> He got over there, and he was having a meeting with the First Church of Crete, and they said, well, there ain't nothing in Crete but a bunch of liars and a bunch of thieves and a, and a bunch of uh, gl uh, gluttons that are out of control, something like that. And that's not really good on a resume. It was, Crete was bad. Wind-driven and God-forsaken. I don't think Crete's in Texas, but... being God's will. It was hard. It was hard on me. It's hard on Heather. It's hard on Kat. Hard on the board. It was hard. Then we decided to have another storm. That was hard. I, you know, when I was standing out on that parking lot up to my waist in water, three months in, four months in, five months in, I didn't feel like I had reached the pinnacle of ministry. <laughs> I 
Somebody called me one day. I remember that day that somebody called me. I was literally standing out on the, this parking lot in water this deep, getting in to see what was here and what wasn't here and all that. And they, they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm standing deep, waist deep in water. They said, aren't you glad you went there? <laughs> and I said, well, I'd rather be here than on the beach in Hawaii. And I meant it because the steps of a righteous man are ordered. Build a church and go straight smack dab into a pandemic. That's good. Grow a little. Grow a little. Stretch people until you just burn them out. That's true. All that's true. That's all just on the verge of you burn some out and almost burn yourself out and because you're just trying to get it done and you're in the ebb of flow. The steps of many are the afflictions of the righteous. I'm telling you that through many dangerous toils and snares, we have already come. And grace has brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home. I'm telling you that personally, that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, and I'm telling you that the season of Mag Church is ordered of the Lord, and there's an ebb and a flow, and there's been many dangerous toils and snares. There's been heartache and defeat, and there's been victories, and there's been wins, and there have been stretched to the max, and there's been stretched to the breaking point, and there's been stretched when you wanted to punch people in the face and kick people in the head. Where's Mark? Sometimes you just want to kick people in the head. I keep bringing that up. Mark Suggs put that in my soul. <laughs> Lauren Suggs brought it out of him. <laughs> and all you self-righteous people are like, I never felt that way. You're a liar. <laughs> Rep go ahead and repent <laughs> while you're there. You know, I don't suspect that every day ahead of us is going to be easy, personally or corporately. But when you search after God, when He's your priority, His will is your, his, your priority. Whenever he becomes more important than everything that surrounds you, I need, I need God to become more important to more people that... that to me every day, to my wife every day, to my staff every day, but to Mag Church, I need God to become the priority in the hearts of men and women. Because when your God is your priority, no matter what life throws at you, He causes all things to work together for your good. The seasons, the season is evident. The winds, are, the winds of adversity are blowing in this old world. And we've got choices to make. We're either going to be voices of truth that stand in spite of the storm, or we're going to be voices of compromise that buckle under the pressure that doesn't understand whenever it gets hard. Was it Joshua that... One of the greatest declarations when he talks about choose you this day. There's a choice there. 
Choose you this day whom you will serve. He says, ask for me in my house. There's some moms and dads. There's some pastors. They can, they can apply across. There's some pastors. I want to tell you, as pastor of Mag Church, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's moms and dads that, are, that, that kids and teenagers, are, are, their opinion is carrying the day at your dinner table. You need to square your shoulders up and look some people in the eye and say, as for me and my house, I want to tell you, as long as you're paying the mortgage, furnishing the air conditioner, putting food on the table, paying the car insurance, paying the Wi-Fi bill. Hello? Hey, you want to get them to do something? Learn how to change the Wi-Fi code. Somebody ought to shout. If, anybody, if you ever had a chance to shout in this whole message, it was right there. You ought to learn how to change the Wi-Fi code. Question, what's going on with this Wi-Fi? Mom, what's the Wi-Fi code? Is your room clean? You ought to learn how to use parental controls on that phone that's on your plan. I lost the front three rows the last. <laughs> All things work together for your good. <laughs> we got work to do. I'm just talking to the church in the middle of all that. We, Mag Church, we got work to do. Mag Church staff, we got work to do. And by the way, I just love, I, I say it in the office, I'm going to say it out here, help is on the way. Help is on the way. But y'all don't know. If y'all, that just tells me right there, Kat, they don't know. Help is on the way. And believe me, help is needed. By the way, we need nursery workers. <laughs> by the way, just so you know, I, I mean, you go to the pit, you'll find your way to the palace. <laughs> steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. <laughs> Daddy died about Genesis 50. It says, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us. See, when you're in God's will, sometimes people never do understand you. Because we live in a cynical world where people, everybody thinks everybody's got an angle and a motive. Everybody thinks everybody's got an angle and a motive for what they do. Your angle and your motive better be to be right with God and to build the kingdom and to win as many as possible. I look around and see empty seats and think that's souls. If, if my goal is to have a big church, then I have missed it. And I've had an angle, a pretext, and a motive. But if, my, but if my heart is pure with God, then I know that every empty seat is someone who may not be in heaven with me. Perhaps Joseph will hate us. 
and will repay us for all the evil we did to him. They admit they're evil. So they sent a messenger to Joseph saying, before your father died, commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brother. And today so invoked daddy. They, they, they've invoked emotion. They've invoked daddy. They, they're, they're, they're manipulating if you want to know what's going on. They're manipulating. The brothers are, they're still manipulating. Thus, said, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brother and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespasses of the servants of, of God of your father. And Joseph wept. When they spoke to him, why do you suppose he, they still didn't understand? It was evil. But he had no resentment. They were wrong, but his steps were ordered. They deserved retribution, but it wasn't in his heart. Retribution doesn't enter the heart of the saint of God. Then his brothers also went and fell before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. They were offering to service, be a servant to appease him. Joseph was not looking for appeasement. Joseph said to them, Listen, I'm reminding you all things work together for good. I'm reminding you that the steps, the, the steps of a good man, a righteous man, are ordered. I'm reminding you that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver you from them all. And Joseph has one of the greatest statements of grace ever uttered by human lips. It is. It's one of the greatest statements of grace ever uttered by human lips. And the reason I'm telling you is when you go through some stuff, don't let that, see the difference. The, the, the problem, the, this, thing, this mark of living for God is not what happens to you. God never promised us that we wouldn't have problems. In fact, he promises the opposite. He promised us that we would. So the mark of God, it's not about what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. They shall know you are his disciples by what? By your love. And Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. He didn't deny. He didn't deny what they done to him and that what they done was evil. Hello? He says, but as for you, you meant evil for me. But God meant it, what? The it. The evil. The it is the evil. You meant it for evil against me, but God meant it, that's the evil, for good. In order, listen, in order to bring it about as it is this day and save many people alive. Everything they'd done to him, they meant they did it out of jealousy. 
They done it out of rage. They done it out of hate. They done it to kill, steal, and destroy. No doubt who they were working on behalf of. But he says, I'm not standing in the place of God. You did it for evil, no doubt about it. But God meant it for good that many could be saved alive. You know what you ought to say right there? Wow. Wow. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. Listen, listen. Do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph is the most perfected type of Christ in the entirety of the Word of God. You just heard Joseph literally in type and in an image say, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm Jehovah Shalom. (laughs) He said, I will provide. And I will show kindness and peace. Joseph stood in the place of anguish so that his brothers never had to. I'm telling you, there's, there's people, Brandon, you can come. You need to hear me. There's people, God put him there. God put him there. I told you from the outcome, Joseph had dreams of his brothers bowing down to him. Before he ever, before he ever, before he even told them the dream, God was showing him the end. Every step along the way was there. When Paul sent Titus to Crete, go read about it. Crete was a terrible place. But God put Titus there. Why? Because because Crete needed Titus. You need to understand something. That there are people that God trusts enough to let them walk into the fire knowing that they're going to walk with him and come out. And that many people are going to be saved alive because of it. They went out a decree from the king to Daniel in all of Babylon one time that says you can't pray to anybody but the emperor. And I can just see the portals of glory as God overlooks this with the angelic host. And they say you can't pray to anybody but emperor, but Daniel throws that window open anyway, just like he always had, and prayed to the God of heaven. Never quit. And they look and say, look, they're coming after him. Look, he prayed anyway. And God says, I knew he would. I knew he would. I knew he would. I, knew. I said, look, I knew he would. I knew he would. 
He prayed anyway for all of Babylon. He, people, are being, people are being preserved because Daniel prayed, and now they're going to throw him in the lions. He said, they, he's facing death. He's facing death, and he prayed anyway, and God said, that's my boy. I knew he would. I knew he would. I knew he would. I knew he would. And the angelic host say to God, look, they're throwing him in the lion's den. They're going to eat him alive. And he says, for goodness sake, go shut the locks on their mouths. Because in the middle of all of it, he's thrown him to be eaten by the lions, literally. And God's saying, yes, I knew he would. And it looks like he's going to die. And he says, oh, no. Oh, no. He ain't going to die. He said, because I have the power to shut the mouths of lions. He had the power to turn off the heat when it was turned seven times hotter when the same man, when, the, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the same king in the same place wouldn't bow. You know what he did? He didn't take them out of the fire. He just walked in the fire with them. He said, you can, he said if I walk with you, you know what he's saying? If I'll walk with you, you can take it. He said, when you come out, you won't even have the smell of smoke on you. He said, the only thing that's going to be going in that fire is the, is the, is the, is the fetters that bound you when they threw you in. He said, they were free and walking around in the midst of the fire. Church, I am telling you that there's people that God has, that, that will stand with God and God stands with them, that he can trust you. Somebody said, I wish God didn't trust me so much. There's sometimes I, no, now listen. It's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. It is. It, Joseph shows the end of the story. His family, all of Egypt, all of Israel, his family, the ones he loved the most would have died if he hadn't have went to hell and back on the way to where he stood. At their own hand, he stood. He, at their, listen, we serve. It was the crowd, the people that, he, that Jesus came to save that was crying, crucify him. It was his own people. He said, he coming to his own, and his own received him not. He said he was a man that was afflicted. He's acquainted with grief. And he says, we well, don't serve a God. He said, we have, we've had one that's passed through the heavenlies. It says. He knows all about it. And he knows that when you're his... Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them from them all. You say, why would he do that? And we're closing. Why would he do it that way? I don't know, and neither do you. But I do know he says, my ways are not your ways. Because I've said to him, God, that's just how I'd have done it. You ever, got, you ever given God advice? Me and Matt have. Have you ever given God advice? This is the way I'd have done it. God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I guarantee you, Joseph couldn't have laid awake in advance, years in advance, and think, you know, if I'll, if I'll, my brothers will betray me, and I'll get falsely accused and go to prison, and then I'll come out on the other side that I'll save the world. Never in a million years. But he ends up being able to say, listen, I'll take care of your, your family and the young ones. It was worth it. It was worth it. And serving God is still worth it. Enduring whatever 
is thrown at you and serving God faithfully in spite of all of it is still worth it. You know, like Mordecai says to Esther, man, who knows? Who knows? But what you've came into the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows? Who knows what your role is? My, my thoughts, are, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth are my thoughts above yours. All, stand with me all over this house. The steps of a good man are ordered. My prayer today is, Lord, this. It's real simple. Lord, order my steps. Order my steps according to your word. Order my steps in your word. Can I ask you just real openly this morning and do you feel like you've just been dropped in the middle of hell and you don't understand why? Your life is clean. You want to do what's right. And it's just been one thing after the other. Are you in the room? If I was you, I would step out and just I would make my way across the front, line up all the way across the front. That's what I would do. Are you here? Yeah. I know you are. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Yeah. Are you here? I'm still talking to you, but I'm lined up with you. I just want you to know that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I know what it is. I could take all afternoon and, and, and talk about my walk in life, the tragedies and the failures and the humiliations and the not understandings. You know what? It took every one of them for me to be standing right here took every one of them. It took every, it took the good, and it took the bad, it took the ugly. It took all of them to be standing right here. Our steps are ordered. I didn't bring you up front to be a spectacle. I, I brought you up front as a step of faith and an acknowledgement to where you're at in life. And to look you closer in the eye and say, your steps are ordered. Ever, your steps are ordered. If, you're, if you submit yourself to God, your steps are ordered. Through the good times and the bad times. And that there's victory on the other side. Church, there's victory on the other side. There's, there's still battles to be won. Mountains to be climbed. Victories to be declared. There, it's not all going to be battle. There's going to be wins along the way. And when it's all said, like Joseph, he says, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. He says that many have been saved alive because of what Joseph went through. 
That's, that's why John Newton wrote through many dangers, toils, and snares. Lift your hands to heaven across this place. And I'll lead, but you use your own mouth and you just begin to pray and say, God, you know what the first thing we need to do? The Bible says that they that come to him must first believe that he is. The Bible says that they must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Lord, I trust you with my life. <laughs> you know how big that is? Lord, I trust you with my life. I trust you with the victories, but Lord, more than, more than that, I trust you with the things I don't understand and that I may never understand. But Lord, I'm asking you because I trust you, I put my life in your hands. And I'm, I'm committed. I've already committed. I'm, I'm committed. I've, I've been committed. But Lord, let me, let you, I want to say it to you that I, that, I, that I don't understand everything, but I trust you. And I believe your promises that says that my steps are ordered. And I believe your promises that says even the, in the afflictions that the Lord will deliver us from them all. Lord, I believe you when you told me that all things work together for my good because I'm called according to your purpose. Lord, I believe you whenever you said they meant it for evil, but you meant it for good. Because God is good. There is, no, there is no evil in you, no darkness. So there's not even any shadow of turning that you are all good all the time. You're all truth. You're all righteous. You're all love. And Lord, today, I see my life more clearly in focus than I did yesterday that we live in a hard, dark time where that everything of God is under attack, including me. But God, I trust you, and I'm thankful that you trust me. I'll go with you wherever you lead. I'll walk with you wherever you take me. And here's a hard one, church. And I'll do it with joy. I'll do it with joy. I'll do it with joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Lord, I'm thankful that he that dwelleth in the secret place. Lord, lead me to the secret place. Church, asking, asking, asking. Lead me to the secret place. Lead me to the secret place. Hide my soul in the cleft of the rock. When, my, when the days that I'm overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me. Lord, I'm thankful that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress. You're my God, and in you I will trust. Thank you, Lord. Somebody needs to thank Him. Thankfulness is important to God. Thankful, thankfulness is important to God. 
I will praise the Lord how often? At all times. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will thank the Lord, praise the Lord at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thankfulness is important to God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you, Lord, for giving all you had for me when you didn't have to. Thank you, Lord, for ordering my steps. Thank you that you've brought me safe thus far. When I look back over my life, you've brought me through much. And Lord, I know that I can trust you all the way through. Now use me. Now use me. That should be the cry of every heart. Now use me for your glory. Use me in my household. Use me in my church, in the marketplace. God, send the fire. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.